I feel like we had a lot of disagreements on the past episode. Yeah, but you know, Brenna, for today, for the first time ever, we're seeing it eye to eye. <laughs> it's fun fiction. <laughs> Welcome to Fun Fiction, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about fan fiction and the wonderful media that in, in, inspires it. I, I'm the man who doesn't know how to talk this week, <laughs> Scotty Moore. And I'm Brenna Clark. Uh, I don't know how to talk either. It's all right, yeah, because I misheard you and I thought you said Frenna Clark, and I'm like, that's so good because she's a friend. That... She's a friend of everybody. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So okay, let's get into it. Um, let's just be frank. We made a mistake this week. Did we, Brenna? I have been on. I've been on liquids. A liquid diet because I was dehydrated from all the crying I did because we are doing a Goofy movie this week and oh my god. You should have stocked up on Pedialyte before you rewatched it. <laughs> I know, dog. I was like, oh, it's so much. Like, no, the last time I watched this movie, and this is legit, not a joke, I'm fairly sure I was, might have been drunk. <laughs> I, I know I was extremely tired because it was like 5 a.m. in the morning and I just remember crying violent, like not even good cry, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 1 cry. That's how ugly this cry was to the point where then also I put it on Twitter to show off how emotional of a person I was. Oh God, I'm going to have to and look this yeah, up. Yeah, that's what this movie does to me, B. It's bad. It's ri- okay. So when we last talked, you had you apparently fell asleep during the Lester's possum party. Which how do you do that? I I was really tired, and I I don't I don't know. And you were just like, hmm. Let's see, giant ass creepy possum. This probably seems like a good time to fall asleep. Well, it was during the animatronic part, and I was just like, okay, this song is soothing, and I, <laughs> it's like a lullaby. Hold on! <laughs> For those of you who have not watched a Goofy movie, I'm fairly sure Brent is referring to the song that's like, come on, everybody, and I grab your possum, Brent! Like, it's the loudest, <laughs> most irritating shit, and Brent is like, ah, this is like ASMR for my brain. I can just fall asleep. I'm from the middle of nowhere. That's like... <laughs> what our mothers sing us to sleep, Scotty. Yeah. Also, uh, I actually didn't write this down in my notes, but that does remind me of how I think my favorite character in this movie is Bigfoot. Oh my god, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Because, like, through most of it, it has, like, that real, like, Cujo vibe of just, like, it's a scary animal trying to attack us, and then the fucking headphones land on his head. And, and he starts grooving. He just starts... Like John Travolta? <laughs> yes! It's the best because he gets that creepy smile that's just like, I'm really into this. Ah, 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 stay in love, stay in love. And he starts doing a little finger dance, and I do that. I saw myself in Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I like every single movie you have someone, or like every show you have someone you connect to, and on this one, it's Bigfoot. Well, Okay, I'm a mix of Bigfoot and then those goth girls at the beginning of the movie who are like, no more pep rallies because because oh. that was me in high school. Yeah, that's straight up you. Which, by the way, I know we're not going full into extremely goofy movie territory. Oh my god, but we could. But for one of my fanfic, for my fanfiction, I had to remember the name of the lady that Goofy dates. And oh, Sylvia? So- yeah, Sylvia. But I looked yeah. up goofy movie girl and i forgot how insanely inappropriately hot they (gasps) they made that beret girl yeah pj's girlfriend yeah oh you mean the thick with two c's girlfriend yes dog i i i forgot about her then i looked up extremely goofy movie girl and then she came up and i'm like oh okay this is why furries exist okay i was about to say did you get some really scary fan art because i can see where that (laughs) kind of (laughs) oh no no no. uh it wasn't when looking up her but it's when i looked up sylvia i think i found like some youtube channel it was like furry profiles and it was like a profile of all the hot furry women in media (laughs) 
I didn't. No, no, I didn't watch it, but I, <laughs> but I did have to go and be like, they have to have one on Lola Bunny, right? Like, there's no of way. Of course. I mean, she's the t- top of the tower here. Yeah, she is. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, I do. Man, they made Rock. Roxanne is the inappropriately hot one in this movie, but not. Yes, in a, she is. Not in an unachievable way, but in no. a. I'm like, I don't need to be attracted to this thing. Well, the same thing goes for. Max for me, because I've always had a crush on him since I was younger, in- inexplicably. Yeah, he, because he skateboards, and he's, <laughs> I don't know, and he does the Powerline song at the beginning, and I, I'm just like, yeah, Brett, that, that dog dude. <laughs> I that, I'm gonna get at that dog dude. Yeah. Oh no, I used to, like, once, I, like, anytime I think about doing a live show of a podcast or of anything, I instantly try to figure out, okay, how can I make the intro to this be the Powerline concert? How can I <laughs> somehow just start this off by doing the Powerline concert and then sitting down and being like, what's up, fun fiction, let's go! It's achievable. I saw some people do it on Facebook. It, dude, I've seen a lot of people do it, and I instantly get jealous every single time because them costumes is expensive. And you want to murder all of them. I know. I'm like, I want to murder you and take your skin. <laughs> I mean, clothes. I mean, I- skin and clothes? Skin clothes. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, um, so, no, going back to, like, this movie is good in an inappropriate level. Like, especially for adults. Like, for kids, it's alright. Like, kids, it's, I'm sure it's an alright movie. It's got some goofy, hot, goofy stuff <laughs> in it. But, like, for an adult, man, the way it breaks down, like, parental-child relationships is so relevant even to today. Like, me and my dad legit call each other Max and Goofy because of this fucking film. Are you serious? Dude, legit, no, the re- it's Father's Day coming up. That's why we're doing it this week is because I was just oh. like, Father's Day, Goofy movie. Let's do this. Uh, I didn't even think about that. That's smart. Yeah, that's why I did it. And, like, no, my dad, like, when we go on trips, my dad calls me the navigator. Which oh. I, yeah, I know. And I'm like, fucking damn it, dad. Now I'm gonna. Well, no, I'm gonna put, no wonder you had such a visceral reaction to this movie. I have a very visceral reaction. Like my dad will jokingly sometimes sing "Nobody Else But You," and I, <gasps> I threaten to punch him in the face every damn time. I'm I not, need video of this. <laughs> oh hell no! Uh uh-uh, no, because like that song starts coming up. Like, uh, let me put it this way: I watched it um, on my second screen, so I could work at the same time. And I was like, in all honesty, I was not working to get something achieved. I was working that way. It wouldn't make me cry as hard. But even then, once that song started up, I was like, motherfucker, piece <laughs> of shit, damn it. And then you had to call your dad afterwards. No, oh, no, dude, like straight up. Mm-mm. I can't give him that satisfaction. <laughs> can't give him the satisfaction of Goofy Movie made me cry. Well, I hope he listens to this podcast no, and knows. No, damn it. Shut up. You're not dad. You're fuck you. Anyway. Hi dad. <laughs> hi dad soup. Um, oh god. <laughs> hi hi dad soup gets me too, but like every not... single time when yeah. he hands the cup over to him. <laughs> yeah, d- no, dude, the worst part for me is the fact that they do that scene immediately after Max betrays his father. They're oh, like I know. They're like Max is going to betray his dad and make him take him to the Powerline concert. And what's the next 10 minutes? Oh, look how good these two are becoming friends. Yeah, but then, like, Pete ruins everything. Pete is a fucking asshole. Being a jealous asshole. Well, not only being a jealous asshole, because, like, he's technically doing the right thing. He's just like, well, goofboy, let me tell you about what you're... That's the best Pete I have. I'm sorry. I, it's, I, it's adequate. I know last week I pulled out a pitch-perfect Dustin, but no. Without even trying, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but this week, I'm sorry, Pete's gonna fall by the wayside, but he's like, Oh no, they're going to the wrong place. I better let Goofboy know. No, but the reason he was doing that, though, is because him and Max are getting along so well. Yeah. And... Yeah, he did not like that. Yeah, that is straight up what... Yeah, that's definitely why they did that. Also, can we just talk about how good the pizza looks in that fucking scene? <gasps> that's one of my notes! Hold on, I'll read it to you. <laughs> it, says, <laughs> it says, that pizza cheese pool, though. 
Dude, that is, that's on par with, um, and I, this is going off topic, do you remember the Timon and Pumbaa cartoon series and the episode where they ate like a shit ton of bugs? No, I was thinking of the movie though where um, Simba eats the bug, the big fat one. The bugs look so good. And they that, do. They look so delicious that I was just like, I want to eat bugs now. Timon and Pumbaa have convinced me that I need to eat bugs. They're okay. I mean, they're crunchy. Don't really taste like nothing. Yeah, but I mean, the ones in the cartoon, man, they look like straight up like gummy worms. They like exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I keep coming back to like how perfect it's showing off a parent and child relationship, which is purely just like that. Well, I care about my child, and so I want to control their life. And then like this slow like, well, no, Dad, you can't control my life. And then that back and forth. And, dude, the opening scene is real. Like, that is some real shit. Because, like, I've gotten compared... Like, I look a lot like my dad. And I've gotten compared my whole life. So the opening scene to a Goofy movie is some vis a visceral experience to me. Where he slowly, like, werewolf transformations into Goofy. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I understand where you're coming from, Max. I got you, bro. I know, dude. I, I guess I can, I, I don't know, I've got gotten compared to my mom a lot, and as, like, younger, I was like, no, I'm my own person, but now I'm like, yeah, I'm my mom, so. Oh, yeah, no, dude, same thing with me, like, it, I, th I think it's because as a kid, we focus so hard on independence that we're like, I'm like no one, I'm right. the only one, and I think the, this movie is so good at that, like, I, it's insane how good this movie is with a bunch of stuff. Also, can we just discuss emo Goofy? Oh. Because I, I hate to do emo, because emo makes it sound like it's unearned how sad he is. But God, it's the best face of just like, hey, Dad, you want to uh, play a game? And he's just staring forward like, no, son, I'm going to listen to some My Chemical Romance. <laughs> like his soul has left his body and he's just a shell. <laughs> when I was a young boy, my papa... <laughs> <laughs> took me into the city. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. A marching band. Do you have the hiccups? What's happening? No, that's my that's my best that's my best Goofy. Oh. Okay. Like everything else, I can do pretty decent with Goofy. But once you get me into making like the loud Goofy noises, like the <laughs> like I can't do that oh. shit, dog. <laughs> But like normal Goofy, I can just do because this is also the voice I use when I imitate my father. Is, does your dad sound like that? Um, mix my voice with my dad with a Goofy, and you'd have my dad's voice. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but Brenna, I think we have uh, we have glossed over the best fucking part of this movie, and it Bobby? Is, huh? Bobby? Bobby? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about Bobby first, the man who was not credited because they were like, we definitely do not need to say that. Uh, who fuck? Wait, fuck. Who plays Bobby? It's, um, that boy, that boy, what plays Bobby, uh, he's like Polly Shore. He's like a very problematic individual. So they were just like, you could be in the movie, but we are not going to credit you in it. It's hush hush, man. Down low. Yeah. It's, it's on the DL. You could be in this movie. See, here's the thing with Bobby is the fact that I didn't realize that Bobby wasn't one of their best friends. Like when I yeah. Watch, yeah when I watched it as a kid, I always assumed like ah oh, yeah PJ Max and Bobby, those three together they're the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> and then I watched it back and I'm like wait a minute Bobby's kind of does not give a shit. He's just like all right dude you can borrow the AV computer if I can get cheese. Yeah no he's just the creepy. What do they call those people with the little rolly? AV kids, is that right? Yeah, I was gonna say stoner, but yeah, that works oh, well, as well. Yeah, isn't it the same thing? I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what they do in the AV room the whole time. Um, oh my god, Brenna, I just made a dark connection. Oh no, what? No one know. Well, no one knows when the AV club started at this school, so Bobby could have started it. We recently just discussed a show where a man named Bob started the AV club at a school. <gasps> Stranger Things and Goofy Movie are in the same universe, and Bobby is Bob. 
It's canon. It's now officially canon. Is it a prequel, though? I guess it's a prequel. It's a prequel, so that means it takes place before the 80s, so even further back. But for some reason, Powerline, who is way ahead of his time, is really good. But yeah, no, dog. I was going to talk about Powerline being the best part of this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I will still, like, I will have on my, like, Spotify playlist... Like, all right, I'll put some Motley Crue on there, put some Watsky in. Let's throw in Eye to Eye and Stand Out by Powerline. Those are bops, though. Like, They were straight up bops, dude. Like, I know everyone talks about how good the music is. And yeah, we're going to do it, too, because the music is so good in this movie. It's wild. No, for the longest time, though, I I just thought, like, I've got a lot of musicals that I quote-unquote like, and by like, I mean I like two songs out of it. And I thought thought the Goofy movie was the same way, and then um, After Today cranks up, and I'm just like, they've been laughing since I can remember. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, good. No, every song in this movie is good. All the written songs and also Staying Alive. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All of the songs is, like, it's just such a good movie. It really stood up to the test of time, which not a lot of movies do. It's Shakespearean in how well I think it's going to stand up to the test of time, because I'm gonna once again say the parental thing! Always gonna have trouble with parents. Always, dog. Kids are always gonna want to be their own thing, and they're always gonna want to... And parents just don't understand, as Will Smith told me that one time. Personally, he told you that? Yeah, yeah. He sat down with me. He's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know parents just don't understand. And I'm like, how does Jaden feel about this? He's like, oh, Jaden. Jaden's <laughs> all right. Anyways, have a good day, kid. All Bye. Right. Yeah, we were, actually, we were sitting in line at Subway at the time. Oh, that just, makes sense. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, can I get extra, can I get extra uh, lettuce on that? Awesome. Parents just don't understand. Awesome. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Give me some fries. We don't have fries. All right, then two chocolate chip cookies. I'm being fatty today. All right, kid, have a good day. And then he left. Also, off topic, which is the other name of this podcast, did you see Will Smith's new rap? No. Oh my god. It's great. It's on his YouTube channel, and it's one of my favorite things of all time. Like, a lot of the lines are just dissing modern rappers and talking about how good of an actor he is. Well, valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nothing about Suicide Squad, surprisingly enough, so, uh... Hateful. I'm sorry! Like, I think there was a line about, um, something, something directors, I make directors or something. And then, of course, you guys do features, I do features, which doesn't make sense until you realize he's talking about features and songs versus feature. Anyways, Goofy Movie. Here we are, yes. All right, do you, I mean, what what do you have? Because all of mine is just going back to me and my dad being Goofy and Max. And, and also how one time at Epcot, I was walking around and they, uh, Max, who never meets at Disney World, was just out. And I, ra- I ran. I, like, threw my drink down, which I do not do at Epcot, and just ran up to him like, Max, I need a picture with you, buddy. And he's like, okay, man. You drank I'm a g- lot. You've drank a lot today, haven't you? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I have. I'm going to have to find the picture, but I have one of me and him when I was 11 and still in my throes of being obsessed with him. Oh. So it's real cute. Oh, that's adorable. It so is, because I'm pretty sure I did the same thing you did, just like run up to him like, Max. Except you were like an 11-year-old adorable girl, and I was a 24-year-old drunk Adorable man. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to like do a cosplay as Max, but I then realized that would mean walking around in a heavy-ass red hoodie the whole day, and I'm good. I'm yeah, right. and gloves and or I could like a... I could just put on a yellow morph suit and say I'm Powerline. I'm much more down with that. Uh, yeah, but that might still be hot though. Nah, dog, those can breathe. Uh, if you say so. All right, now, uh, all right, Brenna, what you got? What you... Well, in my long list of things, um, <laughs> number one, I want that dead possum hat from <laughs> the possum park. No, dude, there was some fucked up scenes involving that possum hat, because if you don't know it's a hat, 
All it looks like a dead, straight-up possum. You just got a dead possum, and they showed it, like, three times! There were, like, three different occasions where that hat got thrown on the ground, and they were like, alright, now freeze on the dead possum hat. We need to. And here, here's another thing. Do you, like, this is a theme park. Can you even imagine how much money Goofy spent on those two hats and Max threw it out of the window into the rain? Yo, dog, hold on. I straight up thought about this exact same thing. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I am it's almost- It's bothersome. I'm like, that was a lot of money. I don't care if this was set in the 90s. That's a lot of money. I've been to Disney World. I know. Yeah. It's like fifty, sixty dollars, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, dude, that's that's a lot. Like my dad would be like, "Look, I know I'm trying to have a good time here, but you're gonna pick up that fucking possum hat right now." That exactly, possum, possum hat was expensive. My mom would stop the car and she would open the do- like my door and be like, "Go get it." <laughs> get the possum hat. Well, neither of my dad's almost goofy, but neither of our dads are full goof. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't... It's just such a good movie. But you know what else is good, Brenna? What's good? I don't know what's good with you, bro. Oh, you know nothing. And then, of course, you know what's really good? All of our lovely patrons (laughs) on patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website, ladies and gentlemen, where you could go to support fun fiction if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're seeing. You're not seeing much, I'm sorry. Um, But you can support us on patreon.com slash a load of bs and you'll be supporting all the bs networks so you'll be supporting us a load of bs uh fight boys opposite attractions all of the great shows you can support over at patreon.com slash a load of bs now all right wait brenna did you go last week for our fan fiction pick or did i go i cannot remember I'm pretty sure that you went because I had to follow the Hopper is a Dance Mom story. (laughs) Wow, you remembered specific, you're like very petty about it. You're like, I remember because fuck you, you brought that dope ass story and now I'm stuck. It was really hateful for you to do to me and yes, I'm upset about it. I know, I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, bring the heat then, bring that fire. Well, we'll see. I have something called Black Christmas. I'm and, already scared. And it's by Insomni-Act. Oh, good name. Good name. I think so, too. So, Max, who just turned 25, sat at a table in Goofy's kitchen with his girlfriend, Roxanne, who looked at him slightly amused. Max wore a very annoyed expression on his face. On top of his hand was a kid. On top of his head was a kid-like party hat, and in front of him sat a birthday cake with bright blue colors for the icing. The cake read, "Wish you a very happy birthday, Maxie." The, <laughs> the the cake was decorated with balloons and teddy bear designs. Goofy walked up behind Max and placed his hands on Max's shoulders. "Well, what do you think, Maxie?" Goofy asked him with a big smile. Max was increasingly becoming annoyed. Uh, Dad, when you said you were throwing me a birthday dinner, I assumed that it would be something a little more, oh, I don't know, age-appropriate, Max emphasized. Gosh, Maxie, you always used to love the blueberry cake. I can still remember when you named it, replied Goofy, starting to look a little down. I'm not five anymore, Dad. It's been 13 years, and you still haven't stopped treating me like a little kid. Max slammed both of his fists on the table. Stop living in the past. Max, Roxanne uttered while looking at him. Sorry, son, just wanted you to enjoy your birthday, that's all. Goofy replied dejected. Are you kidding me? How the heck am I supposed to enjoy a five-year-old-themed party? Max retorted. It's like the older I get, the more you treat me like a, a kid. It's almost like you just live to embarrass me every chance you get. Max's statement caused Goofy's eyes to drop towards the floor. It's just hard watching you grow up, Max, Goofy replied. I even got you a gift. Goofy slowly walked out of the kitchen and returned with the baby blue box with a navy blue ribbon tied around it. Happy birthday, Maxie. Goofy held a forced smile, holding the present out to Max. Max casually took the present and began to unwrap it. After unwrapping it, he opened the lid of the box and reached in and pulled out a brown-stitched-up teddy bear. Max was speechless. Press down on the stomach, Goofy said. Max's fury began to build. Is this some kind of joke to you? Do you listen to me at all, or are you already senile? Max snapped. He gripped the stuffed bear and ripped an arm and a leg off of it before throwing it against the wall. Goofy and (laughs) Ralph. Yeah. Jesus. 
Goofy and Roxanne gasped. Max sat there angry, breathing heavily. Let's go, Rox, he said as he stood up from his chair. He snatched the party hat from his head and crumpled it in one hand before slamming it into the cake. Thanks for nothing. Don't bother inviting us next time. I'll just have my own celebration, Max said coldly. Roxanne wanted to say something to him. The way that he was acting came as a surprise to even her, but she felt like it was not her place to speak on this. Max stormed out of the kitchen, and Roxanne slowly stood up from her seat. She slowly approached an emotionless Goofy who was slumped down in one of the chairs. Thanks for inviting us. I'm sorry for the way Max is behaving. I know it's no excuse, but he's been going through a lot of stress lately, especially with his job. I'll talk to him later, said Roxanne. She hugged Goofy tightly and proceeded to make her way out. Goofy just sat there, replaying the events that just took place over and over again in his head. He glanced over to the legless and armless stuffed bear. Finding the strength to stand, he walked over to it. After falling to his knees, he picked the bear up. He pressed down on the stomach, and a recorded message using Goofy's voice started to play and skip in a loop. Max. 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 Goofy held the bear close to his heart as a tear slipped down his cheek. Months later, with Christmas looming in the distance... Max sped down the road, completely ignoring all speed limits he passed. It's not like Dad to just ignore my calls like this, Max thought to himself. Did I go too far last time? I wouldn't blame him if he hated me or never wanted to see me again. Brenna, he arrived at Brenna, <laughs> Brenna, I don't know what's happening, but I'm preemptively saying go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, you're going to love it. Just uh, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> he arrived in his old neighborhood and pulled up to Goofy's driveway. As he hopped out of the car, he noticed that even though the grass within the yard had died, it still looked as though the grass hadn't been mowed in months. Dad never lets the yard get this out of hand. What's going on? Brenna! He Brenna! <laughs> he approached the front door and knocked. Dad, it's me, Max. Are you there? No answer or movement was heard, but Max continued to knock. After moments of silence again, Max reached for the doorknob and gave it a twist. To his surprise, the door opened. Max wondered why the door was unlocked. He stuck his head through the opening and peered around. Uh-uh, was... don't. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the room was slightly dark, but the daylight shining through the window provided some light. The space appeared to be neat and tidy. Max walked in and over to a nearby light switch and tried to turn it on. The light, would not... <laughs> the light would not power on. The power's out, the young goof thought to himself. Dad, are you in here? He called out once more. He walked towards the kitchen and began to hear a faint, familiar voice. Max. Dad? Max answered excitedly with relief. He quickly ran into the kitchen. About Max. to beat the shit out of you, Brenna. <laughs> Max. 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 The excitement in Max's eyes died as he looked to the floor to find the source of the voice. It was Goofy's, but it only came from a pre-recording inside of a stuffed bear. Max. 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 Uh, if you say Max, Max one more damn time for it, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Disappointed, he reached down and picked up the bear. He looked on the back and turned the switch for the recording off. He noticed the missing arm and leg and recognized it all too well. Looking around the kitchen, he noticed something even more familiar and strange. Atop the dining table sat an extremely moldy cake with a crumpled party paper party hat mashed into it. Right next to the moldy cake was ripped baby blue wrapping paper and an open box. The scene of the room was almost exactly the same as when he had left mon months ago, and this placed an uneasy, uneasy feeling in his stomach. His cell phone began to ring. He reached into his pocket and pulled it out. The, the caller ID read an unknown number. Max hesitated before answering. Hello? Hi, an unfamiliar female voice spoke. Uh, oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> My name is Gentry Campbell. I'm calling from the Spoonerville Central Hospital. Are you a relative of Mr. Goofy Goof? Yeah, I am. Eat I've been a trying dick! To... <laughs> Eat a dick, Brenna! <laughs> I've been trying to get in touch with any relatives of Mr. Goof. I do ap deeply apologize for the lateness of this information, but Mr. Goof passed away a few months ago. Motherfucker! Max's eyes grew wide and his mouth dropped open. I truly hope that this isn't the first you've heard of this news. It was said that Mr. Goof died within his home here in Spoonerville. His shit. His body was discovered by an electric company representative who came to notify Mr. Goof that his electric bill was overdue. Doctors have concluded that he had been dead for months, but they could not determine the cause of death. They were able to rule out suicide and murder oh, as there was you no sign <laughs> as there was no sign of ingested poison or bodily harm. Hello? Are you there? 
Max dropped the phone to the floor as he just stared off into space, mouth still agape. Hello? Hello? The woman over the phone continued to call out. Assuming that the call had gotten disconnected, she hung up. The events of what transpired months ago began to play repeatedly in Max's head. Is this some kind of joke to you? Do you listen to me at all, or are you already senile? Max's head began to sink low. Thanks for nothing. Don't Im- bother inviting- Why would you do this to me? <laughs> Don't bother inviting us next time. I'll just have my own celebration. 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 So those last words oh, echoed in his up. mind. The last words that he said to his dad. Max stood in the kitchen for what seemed like hours. He turned his attention to the bear once more, staring at it blankly. He flipped the switch on again and pressed down on the stomach. The recording began to play. Max, I know you're getting older, but... No! 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 (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) But, But I just want you to know that no matter how old you get, you'll always be my boy. And I'll always love you. Happy birthday, Max. From your dear old dad. I'm about to punch you through the fucking computer. Max's hands began to shake as he held the bear in his hands. He dropped to his knees and began to sob, his tears lightly falling on the stuffed bear's fur. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The end! Brenna, I hate you more than life. This is supposed to be a happy-go-lucky fun podcast. And Brenna's like, I'm going to kill Goofy. <laughs> you are the... Which, by the way, for a very lengthy amount of time, uh, I was once again doing work to avoid crying. And my work my work was attempting to figure out when Max Goof's birthday is. And guess what? It's March 10th, meaning that Goofy was dead for like nine months. That's Garen's birthday, too. Oh, well, that's good, isn't it? Awesome. Cool. We'll just go back to that. Well, you know what, Breno? I did. I had another fan. I had three fan fictions picked, one of which involves Max actually dying from a deadly disease. Oh, I, I read that one. Yeah, what the fuck? Why does this movie do nothing but cause, like, depressing? Because at first, at the beginning of yours, I was like, oh, they're kind of doing what I do, which is take some of the concepts of the movie and uh, elevate them in their fan fiction. The whole tension between Goofy and Max and the fact that Goofy can't, you know, understand what his son is like. I'm like, okay, I like that. And then you're like, and then he died. And I'm like, could you not? Could you Sorry. not do that? <laughs> I did also find, I found another one, I'm not going to read it, but it's called Goofy Forever Changed, and it's based in, um, it's based in the universe of Kingdom Hearts, and I swear to God it's the best because it's, like, got Goofy's external monologue, and then his internal, and Goofy is apparently the most grumpy person of all time. Like, uh, let's see, I'll just give you a quick, quick line reading from Goofy. Let's do it. Oh, gosh, Sora, I'm just a little bit tired, that's all. I said with fake happiness. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm tired of your bullshit. Used to be happy and carefree until this fuckstick came around with all this friendship (laughs) nonsense. But I must pretend to be happy and press on to defeat the heartless. King Mickey's orders. Like, dude, it's it's nothing but that. It's nothing but... And then finally, Goofy actually starts cussing out Sora. But then it went far, way too far. And I was like, I'm good. So, uh, instead I found, I found this fan fiction, which is called, Why Did I Write This? Oh god, that sounds promising. Well, okay, um, ah, man, there's a lot that I could spoil just by reading things, but, uh, I'm not gonna read the summary. I will read the notes. The notes just say, Happy birthday, Kyle! Hope you enjoy this piece of hell. I regret, (laughs) I regret writing this so much, but at the same time, I don't regret it at all. Oh, what have we done? All right, and I think I may have broken one of our rules with this one. Which um, no, you is it smut? Brenna, let me read this art. It's art. Um, so <clears throat> Goofy was walking along one day, enjoying a sunny Saturday afternoon, when he spotted something, or more specifically, someone who caught his eye. It was a very handsome blue hedgehog. What? It's a handsome blue hedgehog. Goofy froze in his tracks, studying the other. Well, gosh, he said to himself. Well, that's one fine feller. Should, oh I, talk- Should I talk to him? 
he made the decision then that yes, he would talk to the ha- <laughs> he would talk to the handsome hedgehog. He approached the other. Pom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just breezed earlier, so I did not read this line. Oh, you're always supposed to proofread, Scotty. Pom sweaty, knees weak, arms spaghetti. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and he gave his best smile. Yep. Hey there, stranger. My name's Goofy. What's yours? <laughs> Sonic, fastest hedgehog in the West. What brings you here to my domain? He studied the dog like creature, thinking, how damn fine this guy looked. Oh. Fi- <laughs> finer than his precious rings, man. Well, gosh, I was just uh, taking a walk when I saw your fine face and decided to say, hey. Well, I'm glad you did. I've been searching the market for a new partner since Amy left me. So what do you say? Want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, you really mean it? Of course I mean it. Let's go right now. Sonic he- held out his hand for the other to take, smiling a dashy, hedgy-hoggy smile. <laughs> Goofy was about to take it when he froze. What if he screwed this up? He already messed up with Max's mom. Suddenly, Shia LaBeouf... <laughs> Suddenly, (laughs) Shia LaBeouf broke down the door of the shop next door. He tackled Goofy to the ground. Well, golly! Goofy yelped, surprised. When he sat up, he stared wide-eyed at Shia. Sensei Shia? Gosh, what brings you here? Also, a little bit of thing you needed to know before this. uh, Shia is everyone's sensei. Oh, okay. Goofy, I came here because I could sense you needed me. Needed me to tell you. And then, I, I'm assuming that this came out when this would have been a funny meme. And then Shia stood up flexing. Just do it! Don't let your <laughs> dreams be dreams! Sonic Sonic stood watching, unfazed, as the strange man tackled and screamed at his potential date. He was unsurprised because it turned out that Shia was his sensei, too. He was at the top of his class in the actual Cannibal Academy and was therefore used to this behavior as he had watched all the other students experience the same. Shia continued to scream motivational words at Goofy and finally a magical glow surrounded the dog creature. He had been blessed by the meme gods. They had granted him the ability of confidence all thanks to Sensei Shia's training. Well, golly! Thank you, Sensei Shia! You just (laughs) saved me! Goofy exclaimed. No need to thank me, Shia replied. Just remember to just do it. And with that, Sensei Shia flew away by the seat of his pants into the sky, never to be seen again. At least until some other lost soul would need his motivational words. Goofy grinned widely, watching his old Sensei fly away. He had graduated. He turned to Sonic, nodding and holding out his hand. Well, all right. How's about that date, Sanic? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Goofy. Sonic took the other's hand, skipping with the other to the coffee shop. As they skipped, Goofy started to sing, Well, I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, when did you first let your heart decide? Oh, new world. He continued singing that. And Sonic closed his eyes, <laughs> humming along aptly to the wonderful music as they approached ever closer to the shop. At the coffee shop, Elmo was working hard to keep all the customers happy. The fuzzy red monster was humming his favorite song, Elmo's World, as he filled yet another order for a pumpkin spice latte. Just then, two very interesting com- customers walked into the shop and caught Elmo's eye. The beautiful blue hedgehog and the handsome dog man were such a stunning sight that Elmo dropped the cup of coffee he was about to give to the next customer. As the customer tried to get his attention, Elmo told his employees he was going on break, hanging up his apron to walk over to the two. He smiled his best puppety smile, strutting over the most swagger that one small red monster could have. <clears throat> Welcome to Elmo's coffee shop. <laughs> what can Elmo do for you today? Yeah, well, we're here on a date. My name's Goofy, and this here is Sonic, Goofy replied. This small fuzzy monster, apparently named Elmo, seemed very attractive in honesty. Too bad Goofy was with someone already. Then again, he never asked if Sonic was okay with polyamory. Oh, God. 
Hey there, Elmo. Yeah, we're on a date. You want to join us, though, Elmo? <laughs> Sonic had popped the question before Goofy even got to ask. It seemed they were both thinking the same thing. Elmo would love to go on a date with you. Elmo's on his break anyways. And that was how Elmo, Sonic, and Goofy had the best date ever at Elmo's coffee shop. After their date, Elmo decided to take the rest of the day off so they could all go home together. Oh, no. Once they got to Elmo's place, (laughs) a giant mansion on the coast, the fuzzy red monster led them upstairs to his fun room. No, 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 no. He flicked on the light, smiling, and turned to the two. Oh, God. This is what Elmo likes to call Elmo's real world. Inside the room was a giant king-sized bed. Lining the walls were all sorts of toys and other assorted things like whips and chains. Twas a very kinky sight indeed. Goofy. <laughs> um, okay, let me see how I can edit this one. Goofy could already feel a, a swing pressing against his overalls. Oh no, Scotty. <laughs> it's okay. It's almost over. He quietly sang. Well, sticks and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains don't <gasps> excite me. Sonic just grinned, a devilish grin, eyeing all of it. Now this is what he's talking about. Elmo approached the two after taking some rope off the wall. Now it's almost turned to tickle you. Oh, good God. He said in a hushed tone of mischievous glee in his eyes. After they were both properly tied up, Elmo grinned, leaning in and whispering, The safe word is Super Grover. Now Elmo says, say my name, bitch. Oh, God. After that, they all had really, really kinky sex. Uh, I'm not writing that shit. I'm terrible, but not that terrible. The fucking end. (laughs) I don't... I don't know what to say to you right now. <laughs> Look, you killed Goofy. I get permission to do some gross elbow x Sonic x Goofy shit, okay? Do you? Because we don't have a rule against killing beloved characters, but we <laughs> do about smut. Look here, it's not smut because the only line that was smutty, she just said they had a real kinky sex and that was it. Mm. Okay. Also, I like the additional tags for it are, I regret everything, happy birthday, Kyle, I'm so sorry, polyamory, implied sex, Disney (laughs) songs, kinky shit, Elmo is a kinky motherfucker, God save us, I'm so, so sorry, I'm going to hell, and dear lord. I'm concerned about this Kyle fellow. Oh, I mean, it's his birthday. He's not the one who wrote this. Although, wait a minute. No, but did he ask for this? I don't know. It was written by Dapper Ghost, and I'm kind of curious as to if Dapper Ghost, like, has written good stuff, you know? Like, well, I'm... I mean, the writing wasn't bad. It's just the, <laughs> the subject matter. Bad. It was just what happened afterwards that really right. got into garbage territory. But you know where's, where garbage territory isn't, Brenna? Where isn't it, Scotty? It's isn't it's not at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's the website where you can get your merch for all the BS Network programs, including fun fiction. We got two shirts right now up there on the underneath the BS Network section, but I'm probably going to put up some more stuff soon, ladies and gentlemen, so you guys can all have it over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Okay, now, I read a lot of fan fiction prepping up for this and a lot of what people were interested in was how Roxanne ended up not being in an extremely goofy movie yeah I'm concerned with that about that too yeah because I read I read some stuff online and it was genuinely stuff like ah she didn't really play into it so whatever and I'm like what the what the hell okay cool I guess we're just not gonna bring them up so I wanted to explore why uh, why Roxanne wasn't showing up anymore. And my original idea, because you messaged me earlier and I told you I had an idea. Well, that idea got fucked when I real I googled <laughs> it and I realized that idea already happened. 
because I came up with it. I'm just going to give you a quick summary before I get into mine. Okay. My, my original idea was going to have that Goofy started seeing these weird statues appearing in his yard. And they, like, every time he kind of looked away and turned back, the statues Wait. <laughs> Wait. Are the... Is Goofy seeing weeping angels? Well, hold on, just shut up. And then he would just, <laughs> then then he would call. Uh, he would just be like, "Well, Maxie, I think I know someone who could help us." Uh, they they always do adventures. And then he would call Donald and be like, "Donald, I need the number for uh, need the number number for your uncle." And then Donald would be like, "What?" <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Let me try Donald again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's impossible to do. Are you Donald. choking? Do you need help? No, this is my Donald. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Are you sure that's not Gollum from the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> so then he then he would go over to Uncle or McScrooge's house, Uncle Scrooge, and he'd be like, "Well, hey Scrooge, I think I think we could use your help. Uh, a, 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 an intelligent man like you shouldn't know what it is." At which point, Mr. Scrooge, or Dr. Scrooge, uh, Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> would turn, and he'd just be like, oh, no, he'd be like, Mr. McDuck, I need your help. And then he would turn and be like, ah, that's where you're wrong. I'm actually not a mister. I'm the doctor. <gasps> and then he would just drop any Scottish accent, and then it would be purely David Tennant's voice. And then the reason why I wanted to do this so badly was because I wanted to do a remix of the Doctor Who theme with the DuckTales theme. And instead of DuckTales, ooh, hoo, it would be a Doctor Who. Tales of killing Daleks in space and Doctor Who. And I got mad when I found out someone already did that. So I scrapped the whole plan and got rid of it. You had a little baby tantrum. I had a baby tantrum. I got rid of the whole thing. It was going to be a ama- Like, Roxanne was going to get sent back by a weeping angel, then turn out to be Goofy's girlfriend, like the library of Sylvia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I had plans. And also, I realized that those two look a lot alike. Like, Sylvia and Roxanne, they both have red hair. They both have, like, a singular mole. I'm just saying, dog. Oh, off topic. Well, not really. But I have the same mole as Roxanne. Oh, shit, dog. All right, but here's my new one. Here's the here's the new fan fiction. Let's I'm not, do it. I'm not gonna reveal the title because the title uh, comes in later. But all right, <clears throat> and um, fun fact: the first two episodes, I just did like a plot summary. But for these next two, I'm like writing it out. So people like message us on Twitter and stuff and tell us which one you prefer. So so yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, Dad, we made it here safe. Max Goof's voice echoes over his father's phone as he calls from a Los Angeles hotel. He and Roxanne attending a Powerline concert for their one-year anniversary. Well, that's good, son. Just wanted to check on you. Goofy responds in his ridiculous accent as suddenly another voice chimes in. Hey, Dad! It was Roxanne. She had just now gotten used to calling Goofy Dad, but the gesture couldn't help but send a yuck into his heart. Mm. Howdy, darling! Goofy responds as Max groans. All right, well, uh, you two be safe, you hear? I love you, son. Before Max can respond, however, the sound of a crash sounds in the background. Goofy can only listen <laughs> as he hears the sounds of Roxanne screaming and his son violent, va- valiantly fighting to save her. Eventually, what? the sounds of the scuffle subside and Goofy is left with silence until a strange voice picks up the telephone. No. Hello? The sinister voice responds as Goofy fights back tears before swallowing his so- sorrow, his eyebrows furrowing in anger. Listen, buddy, I swear, if you care about this kid at all, I'd suggest you get some money together. I mean, maybe we can work on some sort of exchange or something, I don't know. Well, well, I, I don't have money, Goofy responds solemnly as the voice chuckles. But what I do have is a very particular set of skills. <gasps> I knew skills, it. Skills that make me a nightmare for someone like you. If you let my son go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. And that's the last Taken reference in this entire fan fiction. I just wanted to do that monologue as goofy. Anyways, next scene. <laughs> uh, the line goes dead and Goofy hangs his head solemnly. 
He slowly hangs up the phone before picking it up once again, ringing the only person he knew out in Los Angeles. Oh, Goofy, how you doing, pal? Mickey's Ma Mickey Mouse's excited tone rang out across the speaker as he sat in his high-rise atop Disney Towers, a place that is like Mecca for the tunes. Mickey, I I'm telling you, I need your help. Goofy comments quietly as Mickey listens on. Someone... Someone took Max and Roxanne, and I don't know what to do, but I gotta get out there as soon as possible. <laughs> well, Goofy, you know, I'd love to help, but I'm actually pretty swamped today. Mickey returns Goofy's plea with nothingness. You don't think maybe the police could take care of this one for you? No, Mickey, you don't understand. Before Goofy can finish his sentence, however, Mickey interrupts. All right, pal. Well, just call up 911, and they should be able to help you out. Good luck. Love you, Goof. <clears throat> With that, the phone line went dead once again. Goofy knew Mickey was a busy man, but too busy to find a missing child? He couldn't believe it. Goofy spent the following hour contacting numerous members of Disney royalty, Cinderella, Donald, all of the greats, but no one even answered the phone. Goofy was appalled at how quickly he was ignored by his so-called friends. Finally, he flipped to a page with a sigh and called up one last number. Launchpad McQuacks. Hello? Goofy smiled as he heard McQuack reply. He smiled even larger when a mere 30 minutes later, McQuack was waiting on his doorstep with a plane. He smiled even larger 30 minutes later as they were both in the air strapped into Launchpad's plane, flying across the country to L.A. They spent the next hour rushing towards Max's hotel, which was in a terrible state of disarray. Flames shooting from the windows and police cars surrounding the joint. Chaos abounding. Dad! Goofy heard a voice call. Unfortunately, this wasn't the voice of Max, but Roxanne. Roxanne ran up to the two and quickly embraced the elder Goof, sobbing into his shoulder. They took him. I I'm, I'm so sorry. He's gone. What happened, Roxanne? Goofy responds as Launchpad runs off to grab the distraught girl a glass of water. I don't know. They just... They came in so fast and they knocked me to the ground and, and I, I blacked out. Roxanne was dazed, still rocked from the attack. Goofy stared down at her face with sorrow, bruises appearing on her face. And when I woke up, they branded me with this. <laughs> Roxanne handed out her wrist. Or, Roxanne held out her wrist to Goofy, and he was horrified at what he saw. They had burned a symbol directly into her wrist, scarred tissue, burned hair, and blackened skin resting on top of the fur. What terrified Goofy even more, however, was what the symbol was. Three concentric circles interlocking together in a triangle. Did you just get it? I think I did. Uh-huh. The ego of the mouse has betrayed him. Damn it! Goofy stares into his drink as he is flanked by Launchpad and Roxanne. What are we supposed to do against him? He's practically untouchable. Well, I mean, may maybe it's not him. Who knows? Launchpad says nervously as Goofy sighs, downing his drink. I, I mean, come on, what would Mickey even want with Max? I don't know, it's just... It has to be him. Goofy stares out the window to the skyline of L.A., Disney Tower standing tall above all others. Roxanne wraps an arm over his shoulder as the bartender smirks. <laughs> Mickey Mouse? Eh, he ain't so tough. The bartender responds, looking at Goofy. I mean, those big-shot Disney guys wouldn't be anything without their sidekicks. Am I right, Goofster? This is what gave Goofy an idea. He realized quickly that his problem... What his problem had been all along. He had been searching for Disney royalty, but what about the other guys? With that, Goofy quickly asks for some quarters from the bartender as he rushes to the payphone to call every possible sidekick that he knew of. Uh, hello, is this Mr. Mushu? He asked into the payphone as the voice of a small dragon responds. Yes, indeed! This is the guardian of lost souls, the powerful, the pleasurable, the... Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, I get it. Look, I, I need your help. Goofy repeated this call for help numerous times over the phone, recruiting the likes of Baymax, Baloo, Vanellope Von Schweetz, Maui, Piglet, numerous others. Alright, so, uh, not exactly sure why you're calling me here. 
I mean, I mean, you know I'm a sidekick to a bad guy, right? Oh my goodness. Well, well, well yeah, but you seem pretty tough, so I, I thought you'd be a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I'll be there in like 10 minutes, but uh... Oh, wait, wait. Actually, anybody there wants some Jimmy Johns? I, uh, I gotta, I gotta eat a big sandwich before a battle like this. And moments later, that bar was filled with some of the greatest Disney sidekicks of all time. The heroes that were just as important to the story, but somehow history had forgotten them. Goofy smiles as he stares at the assembly of heroes before him. They were going to be his salvation and Mickey's destruction. They were the Dispendables. Oh my god. (laughs) A voice calls as it enters the bar. Everyone looks to see a massive bulldog staring at them with tired eyes. No one really recognized him, except for Roxanne. Daddy! She calls as she rushes towards him and embraces him, the two reuniting as he looks up at the group of heroes before him. Daddy, these people need our help. They've got Max. Mm, He responds, which Roxanne immediately translates to mean, if they hurt my baby girl, they're going to go down. With this, the Dispendables, with Roxanne and her father in tow, rush towards Disney Tower, which seems surprisingly lax on guards for the day. Most of them had seemed to disappear as the Dispendables board the elevator and immediately fly up to Mickey's suite on the top floor. They rush through the hallways when suddenly they see a door with a familiar symbol marked overhead. The symbol of three concentric circles intertwining. Goofy growls and kicks in the door. Wait, wait, no, wait! Don't come any closer! Mickey cries as Goofy stares at him, furious. You know, I think the time for begging is over, Mickey. In fact, it was over about the time you kidnapped Maxie. Max? What? No, that's not what I mean! Mickey responds, causing Goofy to stare at him, confused, until suddenly a gun barrel is placed to the back of the mouse's head. (gasps) Goofy traces that barrel up to the hand of a human. Not a tune, but a human. Oh my god! Dressed in tan army regalia. Another human slowly walks forward, a gun placed to the back of Max's head. Goofy angrily rushes forward, attempting to save his son until a third human enters, bashing the goof's head in with a butt of a gun, sending him to the ground. Slowly, the entire group of dispendables are taken by the guards and slammed to the ground. The end seems nigh for our heroes, but suddenly, Roxanne's father breaks free and rushes towards the guards that had kidnapped Max. Before slowly stopping in place and taking the gun away from the guard, placing the gun against Max's head. The bulldog smiles wickedly as he points the gun at the young goof's skull before his daughter joins him, distraught. What? Max asks as Roxanne stares down at him. Her father cocks the gun and Goofy attempts to rush to save his son, only to be stomped down to the ground by another boot, causing him to black out. After a long period of time, Goofy reawakes in a massive warehouse, the sounds of machinery whirring around him. He looks around to see Max, Mickey, and in fact, Donald Duck and the rest of Disney royalty chained up. He seemed to fade in and out of consciousness as suddenly he feels a hand slap him awake. Ah, good good for you to join us, Mr. Goof. Goofy looks up to see this voice coming from Roxanne's father. The what? Once, the once portly pug is now stood up straight, regally walking around the room surveying the tunes with disgust. I'm sure you're all wondering why I brought you here today. You filthy tunes. Hey, wait, 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 hold on one minute. Aren't you a tune too? Kronk asks as Roxanne's father stares at him with fury. I am only half tune, thank you very much. My father was human, just like these wonderful men behind me. He smiles as the guards continue to train their weapons on them. And he was murdered by you, by you loony tune idiots. And the minute I found out about that, I swore I wouldn't rest until each and every one of you were dead in the ground. And that's why I created this. With that, he pulls a sheet off of a massive metal vat, which contains a deadly toxin, which can melt tunes into nothingness, killing them instantly. My father created the recipe for this long ago. Oh, yeah! Oh, my, God. <laughs> <laughs> my 
My father created the recipe for this poison long ago, and how fitting that I use his creation to kill each and every last tune, starting with Hancock! With that, a massive taxi cab with bug eyes busts through the brick wall. Sitting in its driver's seat, a small bunny with large red suspenders. <laughs> he slowly walks over to Roxanne's father nervously. Listen, listen, you don't understand. Your father was just as much of a tune as you are, as I am. Roger Rabbit declares to the man, who begins fuming as he walks towards the vat, picking up a large hose. Please, you have to stop this. Unfortunately, those would be Roger's last words. Scotty, you did it. <laughs> as that hose releases a torrent of that deadly liquid, soaking Roger up and rendering him into a massive puddle of rabbit. Oh no, you're done. We're done. This is done. Nope. <laughs> I'm out. Hey, I've also now explained in this fanfiction why there's not a sequel to Roger Rabbit. This is unacceptable. I don't accept that. Daddy, stop! Roxanne cries as she pulls the hose away from her father, shutting it off. What? What do you think you're doing? You're not starting to be one of these... these tune sympathizers, are you? He growls at her as she nervously holds the hose tight. My sensors indicate that you are both 100% tune. Gasp! Baymax comments, speaking Wait, of... What? Yeah. Baymax was there. Baymax got called in earlier. Oh. Baymax comments, speaking up at the wrong moment. This causes the man to go mad once again, grabbing the edge of the hose and pointing it directly at the face of Maximilian Goof. Prove your loyalty! Prove it! He screams at Roxanne as a drip of poison falls onto Max's hand, causing him to writhe and scream in pain. Do you really think of yourself as inferior and as ridiculous as these tunes? Or did I raise you better than that? I... I... Roxanne is crying as her finger plays with the trigger of the hose. I'm sorry. Suddenly, she turns on her father and begins spraying him down with the mixture, causing him to melt away into nothingness. The human guards attempt to rush after her, but Goofy quickly uses the puddle of poison around him to melt away his tune-created bindings and quickly rushes the guards along with the rest of the Disney heroes. Quickly, they subdue the entire group, leaving them to be taken in by local authorities. I'm so sorry. Roxanne cries as she embraces Max, holding him tight. It's all right. Max responds as he looks over to see Goofy dancing and celebrating their victory like the true goof that he is. I know you can't pick your family. And with that, the heroes went off into the night to celebrate their victory at the Powerline concert, dancing the night away, and of course Goofy and Max getting on stage to perform the perfect cast alongside Powerline. Unfortunately, that concert would be the last time Max ever got to see Roxanne. What? As after the death of her father, she was then sent to live with her mother, a small-town librarian <gasps> who worked at a local college. The end! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I was going to write a denouement that happened, uh, like... During uh, an extremely goofy movie where he has to go, like, Max has to go eat dinner with uh, Sylvia and Goofy, and he walks in, and then fucking Roxanne's sitting there, and he's like, wait, what? Super awkward. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, dog. That was great, except for you killed one of the most beloved characters of all times, and by most beloved, I mean most beloved by me. Oh, really? Because you killed my cartoon dad. Oh, uh, so, so there. I, I, oh, okay. In defense of that, I did not write that. Yeah, but you brought it to the table. All I brought to the table was Fifty Shades of Fur. Yeah, and you don't think you your cartoon dad deserved to die because of that? <laughs> no. That he is karma. Wanted, he just wanted love. He was just like, I just want to love you, Sonic. And also, nope. El and also Elmo. Nope, only one. There can be only one. <laughs> there, can, there can be only one. And it's not Elmo. <laughs> la 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 <laughs> Elmo's world. Um, so Brenna, 
shit uh it's been an episode uh, where, yeah where can all these you know I, I think we were getting consistently better for a while there and then this episode happened nose dived like, yeah we were like how can we kill and or get elmo to fuck everything that people love and this is what happens you're um, welcome fans you're, <laughs> you're welcome guys so, we do this for you so yeah guys uh brenna where can they find you on the internet well, you should go follow me on Twitter at Brennasaur, B-R-E-N-N-A-S-A-U-R, because once we get done with this podcast, I got a tweet that I'm going to tag Scotty in, and you guys will want to see it. <laughs> oh no, I'm scared now. And you can find me on Twitter, apparently getting reamed by Brenna at Scotty Mo. that's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Risen, Queasel Corp Revelations, the whole trilogy, and of course, B.S versus the gods and make sure ladies and gentlemen to check out the other bs network pro- podcasts online at a load of pure bs.com if you like pro wrestling check out fight boys if you like theme parks check out opposite attractions and if you like two dudes just kind of being assholes check out a load of bs ladies and gentlemen and of course make sure to follow the whole bs network on twitter we need to start a fun fiction twitter and a facebook we do page. We're really bad at this, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, guys. But yeah, follow that on Twitter at a load of pure BS, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, remember to support us on Patreon. And of course, buy your merch at merch.aloadofpurebs. And until next time, stay away from baby Hitler. Yeah!